Welcome back to another episode of Live in the Visions. As we get started, a reminder that some topics we discuss may be a trigger for some, and I want to provide a warning to those who may be sensitive to the subject matter of domestic abuse so that you can make a decision whether this episode is right for you at this time. Please make sure to make time for self-care after you listen. Today, I have a very special guest, Joanne Holman, one of the contributing authors in Hear Her Roar, Successful Women Who Experience Domestic Abuse. Joanne is, at the age of 49, courageously chose to give up every single part of her life she once knew and had been accustomed to in order to help comfort, inspire, and empower ladies experience domestic abuse. Joanne, through her own personal journey experiences, spent months and months trawling the internet to try to make sense of what had been going on and soon came to realize that there was no one place for ladies to go to get the physical, financial, and emotional guidance and support that they may need to help them on their healing journey. Driven by her passion for love, kindness, and positivity, Joanne is now creating an online platform, She Sparkles in order to help ladies all over the world take back their power, reclaim their life, and refine their sparkle. Hi, Joanne. Thank you for joining me today. We have been on an amazing journey together as contributing authors and hear her roar, and I'm honored that you are joining me today to talk about your chapter and the book Hear Her Roar. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Chris. Um, Yeah, it's been quite a journey. Uh, This is difficult subject for everyone uh you know obviously speaking as well as those potentially listening so I appreciate that and I appreciate being here very much it's so nice to uh talk with you because we have been talking through an app um since we've been all we're all over the country all of us are in different countries so it's so nice to to meet all the authors and see their faces in person well not in person but at at least on camera so um, So let's dive right into this because your chapter is at the end of the book. It is um, chapter 15. There's 15 women that um, discuss their their stories. And I read, again, um, the book when I was getting ready for this podcast. And your words comfort you, inspire you, and empower you in the very first page of your chapter made me take a breath and just exhale because it made me feel so protected to continue to read on. And I just want to thank you for that. I thought it was a beautiful way to wrap up our book. Thank you. It meant so much to me to, you know, it said, as you, you rightly said in my bio, positivity and kindness and love really is important to me. And I was trying to find a way because having been so lost and it's the most awful situation to be in, you don't know necessarily when you're in it, that you're in it. But when you come out, when you think you're going to feel better, you feel worse. And that's why I've written that chapter because she sparkles. I lost my sparkle. And I think so many of us do on this journey. Um, And it was one of the hardest things to kind of try and get my head around and refine. So anything that I could do to close that, book with all your amazing stories and there are some really inspiring stories in there um it was my pleasure absolute pleasure to to kind of put a little positive spin on a very difficult situation and circumstance for us all and for many others yeah thank you so much it just um reading it again it was just so calming because it is really heavy as we just talked about and you and I just touched 
briefly before we got on this podcast about you not telling your story, but writing what's coming next, what you want to create. And so, and I'm still not going to ask you about your story because that's your story to tell, but what, what was it that you, that kept you from without getting too deep, but why didn't you want to share the story? Because I think that people may not understand how hard it is for us to tell our story, but not all of us were able to tell our entire story because we were going through certain things. And so um, I don't want to get deep into it because I'm respecting your boundaries, but Uh I just want to, you and I talked about this. And so you gave me the, okay, just to kind of touch a little bit on that. I can honestly say, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say to me before, Chris, I'm respecting your boundaries because obviously that's not something I've been used to. So thank you so much. Um, But you have my permission. Um, You know, this, this is here to help people. So you have my permission to ask whatever questions you feel guided to, to ask and don't worry about delving too deep. Um, for me, it was really, imp- sorry, I've missed your question. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. It was just a little bit, but um, because you, you didn't necessarily share your yeah, story. Why I didn't to. Um, it was because uh, the honesty behind that is fright um, and fear. And, you know, I've, I'm also respecting that I had a lot of lessons to learn. And I, you know, this is hard sometimes for people to hear, but I've got myself into relationships because of something that's not been, you know, completely right in, in, in my being, I would not allow, you know, I didn't have boundaries. I spoke about boundaries and I was letting all these things. I was putting other people first um, and acknowledging what they wanted be above and beyond mine. And, you know, I actually just, for me, it's so important that I would now talk about my story. At that particular moment, it was about me still being very heavy in kind of a lot of litigation, a lot of um, court um, hearings. And unfortunately, as I'm sure so many of your lovely listeners will, if they're in this situation, I was being pulled through hearings that weren't just weren't right. They were lies. They they were false allegations. Um, And so any opportunity that I could have given to allow that person to um, kind of make things harder or more difficult I think they would have taken that opportunity so just at that time I had written my story I had actually written my story in detail and I just couldn't push the send button Um, and I think it that's where she sparkles then came out in a very quick kind of natural way that I was just like I actually want to help people I don't want to dwell on the difficult parts of these relationships we we all have so many synergies that was the scary part of the 15 chapters with you inspiring ladies is that we've all got similar paths similar journeys and lots of synergies and I just wanted to take a place where actually how can I now help people take this situation and make it better because coming out of the relationship was it's hard being in it it's hard to get out it's hard to stay out and it's hard to heal and I don't have any other way to kind of try and make it softer than that it's one of the toughest it is the toughest journey I have ever experienced in my life and I've had a few to do <laughs> well it is a journey I love um I say that a lot and I talk about it in my book I think I use the journey <laughs> and healing process I I lost count of how many times after I've gone back and read my chapter again. And I, it definitely is a journey, you know, it, 
it's not something that happens overnight. It doesn't happen overnight to get into the relationship. And it doesn't happen overnight that all of a sudden we're in an abusive relationship. It doesn't happen overnight that um, now we're struggling to comprehend what happened. And then there's the process of now we're trying to get out of it. And then now it could take years for the journey to start that healing process, especially if we don't have the tools, the knowledge, the understanding of what we went through. So it is, it's a process, just like you said, it's, it's just not people think, well, you're out of it. So you should be okay now because they believe that most people understand or or their thought is that it's it's physical abuse is only physical and they don't understand how emotional psychological and so much other types of abuse that there is and so that's I think that's where I'm coming from is I I'm wanting people to understand that it's just so much more than just physical hard and I and I really love Chris what you've just said there because what I've created, She Sparkles, and what I continue to create and will evolve was all about that feeling that I was getting frustrated with myself because people were getting frustrated. And I say that loosely, but they were not understanding why I was months out and feeling actually worse than I was when I was in the relationship. I actually got worse before I got better. Um, And that was very, very frustrating and very disheartening and very saddening because people do look at you and go okay you're out now you should be okay and they're not saying those words but you feel a burden you feel that that you can feel you're trying to still have conversations I wanted to talk and talk and talk about my situation I was still clarifying did that happen I was checking with my children that did happen right because it's such a confusing relationship to be in and actually you know I could feel that my friends that were that support network were were not always wanting to continue that journey and there's a nice place that you want to move on. Yes, of course, you want to move on. But she sparkles. That's why one of the um, here to comfort you is all about talking and listening. And I will be there to listen to every single time that they want to repeat the same, the same conversation, the same experience, the same until they can come to grips with understanding more from their own perspective, what they're dealing with, how they've got there, how to overcome it. Because I just felt that there wasn't you phone a helpline and it's all about, you know, I'm frightened then because I'm being recorded. I know I'm being recorded. So I was fearful to be honest. I want to create this place where people can talk so freely and comfortably. And that's why they're here to comfort you was that first step to give you that opportunity. If you want to keep talking and you're not feeling better, it's okay. I understand. I understand. And we're, we're going to get into she sparkles pretty deeply here. Um, soon. So let's, uh, I've got just a couple other questions before we dive into She Sparkles, because I, I'm really excited to hear more about this and how it's transpiring and how it's rolling out and what you're doing. So, um, but you do write that you've been, one of the things that uh, I highlighted is you write, you've just been spending too much of your time focusing on them and it's time to bring the focus right back to you. So let's discuss this as I know that that decision to leave an abusive relationship does not come overnight like we just talked about. So most survivors spend a lot of time excusing the behavior and hoping the abuser will change. The focus turns away from us and becomes all consuming on them. So let's chat up a little bit about that. Um, Yeah, and it's very subtle. It's very, um, 
it, yeah, it, you don't really see it happening. You know, little things happen where they're, you know, very early on, I was 11 years in this relationship. So very early on, things were said that I was like, that's uncomfortable with me. And, but okay, if <laughs> I'll let it go. And, you know, I, we're generally empaths. We're generally people that are very giving with our souls and our hearts and our love and energy. And, and so, okay, you know, and actually I think where those dynamics are, we want to tell our story, you know, and, and have somebody listen and love us. They want, they're listening to every single little detail that you're giving them to then obviously use that moving forward and gradually, um, you know, the, the, the way it worked with me is the conversation was always about him and what he was doing and his success. And so I was successful on a six figure salary when I met him and I don't have that job anymore. Gradually, I came out of that job. And now looking back, was that manipulation? Was I taken out of that place of power and comfort that I was in? I have no idea. Um, but I think you just gradually, little by little, they, they do bring the focus on them because they make sure that they give you enough of what you need. They're very, very clever at working out your wants. So, you know, it might be a nice holiday or, you know, I was from a very poor background. I, I was brought up in a council house. We didn't have any money. Um, and I think that was a tactic for him where money, then financial control came in. He's got the power. He was always the person that was the, the one with the money and the decisions. And any decision that I was trying to challenge or or even object to because I didn't agree with the spending habits became insignificant. But I, I soon realized that what I said didn't count. So gradually, the only place I could get to was a place of safeness for me was agreeing with him, compromising a lot, compromising more and more and more as the, the relationship went on and finding myself being bullied. And this is an awful word, but I was bullied into holidays. And you know, somebody might say, oh, gosh, you got you, you got to go to Barbados. I did go to Barbados, but I was more concerned about my child, my beautiful daughter, that I didn't have childcare for. That was not in his consideration. He wanted a holiday, we're gonna go on holiday. And that's kind of you know how how it happened. But the focus was, you know, what he liked to do. He would even very cleverly, so I love dance, I love singing. He would encourage everything that it was really it's such a mind mind game. And I still I'm trying to work so much of it still out because from the outside world, I was given so much of an opportunity. Um, I was given the opportunity. He put me forward to um, The Voice to compete in The Voice. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, he he. He had singing lessons then, and I'm like, but singing isn't your thing, and he's really bad at singing. Excuse me for saying that. He's really bad. And I'm like, so why are you having singing lessons? And then I, you know, I love ballroom dancing. My ultimate dream, Chris, is to be on Strictly Come Dancing. Um, and he was then having ballroom dancing, so it actually took away my pleasures because what was happening in then, in the end, was that I were the things that I loved that I would want to do on my own or with somebody on my level at the standard because I danced all my young years. Suddenly now I'm having to do it with him and it took away my love and passion. So I think just the focus, it can be sometimes that they're not allowing you to have your own things. They're, they're kind of either controlling, you know, as for me, taking me out, picking me up, bringing me home, even though I was out with my girlfriends, he would be there dropping me off and picking me up. And it's those things that I didn't realize that at the end of the night, he would always be photobombing our photo he was there for a reason, you know, to, right. to make me known that. And it's just all these subtle moves that, you know, they, they, the whole focus is, you know, it does become about them. It just, but it all happens very, um, 
I don't want to say slyly it's just it's subtly and and just Mm -hmm. suddenly becomes something really big when you don't know how you even got there it's very very hard to explain yeah well and um two things we'll talk about that because the next question we're going to talk about is Jekyll and Hyde and I think that falls into that but when you mentioned that you're ballroom dancing and you know you're my spirit dance animal because I definitely love to dance myself Mm -hmm. so on my 40th birthday when I made the decision to um change my relationship and get my sparkle back for my 40th birthday. I, my dream was to be on dancing with the stars, <laughs> which is <laughs> like yours, but here in the U S. Um, so I threw a huge birthday party for myself and unbeknownst to anybody else on my lunch hour, I was working full-time then. And on my lunch hour, I went and took da- dancing lessons and had never taken lessons before. And so learned how to do ballroom and two step and all that. And then I threw this big party and I invited my dance instructor to come with me. And we did, I, I had the, the sparkly dress on that, you know, wore one dress to the party and then snuck out and changed. And then the music started and I come out with my dance partner and we're doing the, we did two dancing with the stars dances in front of everybody. And that was my coming out. That was, you've inspired me. (laughs) So now you've set the bar for me. Yes. So I have to say it was the most freeing, terrifying to do that in front of people, but freeing. And it was like, this is a new beginning. And I did it to a song um, that Michael Bluble, I don't know if, do you know who Michael Bluble is? I love his music. Um, So it was to his song. And now I can't remember. It just blanked out of me. Um, It's a new day, a new day, a new dawn. Um, And so I did it to that song. And that was my breakout song. That was like, I'm done. I'm still in the relationship, but this is the beginning of the end. And And when you know, you know, don't you? When you finally know, you know. Yeah. So that was, that was my, that was my coming out. Yeah. So I can't wait to, I can't wait to see yours and we'll have another discussion about that off, off this podcast. I've I've got to plan my coming out party. I love it. (laughs) So, um, we, you talked a little bit about the Jekyll and Hyde and we, as survivors, we look back and like, how did, how did we let that happen? Or how did not let that, that's not a good term. I don't want to say that. Um, how did that happen? We didn't realize really that it was happening at the, at that time. Um, but looking back now, it's that Jekyll and Hyde, like um, the, their personalities are so, like you said, you felt like he was asking you all these questions to get to know you. And then the next day, like, let's go on vacation and narcissistic personalities. They're definitely like that. They're, they, they make you feel like you're the most important thing one moment. And then that you're a piece of crap the next. And you're just like, who am I, who am I walking into? And who am I going to get today? And so when things are really good, you're just like, this is the person that I love. This is the person I fell in love with. This is the person that I want to be around every day. And where, where is that person? Where did, where did he go or she go or, you know, they just, they disappeared. The reality now is we know they weren't there. You know, this is a false self and that's, that's the thing. And, you know, one of the things that 
I have learned and I have to own is that I ignored all of my intuition and I was always mm. proud of my intuition as a young girl. I was always very insightful. Um, I had intuition. I had my gut was kicking on so many occasions when I knew things were wrong and I didn't stand up for myself or I did try and was ignored and shut down. And gradually over time, you, you don't even try any longer because it's the safest, quietest, peaceful place. It's just you let them get their own way because they have their rage. They get over it a little bit quicker and you haven't had all the upset and emotion along the way and actually you become very numb. I, I That was a feeling that I, I really noticed. I'm, I'm a very um, emotive, a very open community person and I just shut everything down everything to to heal and um but Jekyll and Hyde is such a good way to describe it because I've never seen two extreme personalities and it starts off again it's it's a pattern it starts off where you see one one occasion maybe in the first six months you see it then it disappears and they're testing and then you know maybe it's coming twice in six months and then in the end for me in lockdown and that was really the exposure for me in my in to see the reality of my relationship was we were five months together not able to leave the house and that was where then um, it became quite severe and very apparent that I couldn't keep me and my children in this home any longer and that was how I, I fled out but the point is with the Jekyll and Hyde, it would go from, so, so my partner's typical line was my beautiful wife. Everything was anything for my beautiful wife. And I'm only just registering that now, you know, that, that, that message was said every day, I love you, anything for my beautiful wife. To be contradicted by your business plan is S-H-I-T, I think I can swear on your show. Um, uh, you know, your business plan is that, your website is that, um, you know, you could do with losing a little bit of weight, you put a bit of weight on, you know, that would be a stone of, of weight. I'm a size 10 anyway, you know, I'm not a big person. Um, he would be saying to me that, you know, and this is where he puts the focus on him. So I could be, as I have been in this kitchen, sobbing my heart out with something that I'm just so distraught over. And you know, when you're crying from inside, it's not crying for attention it's crying because you're broken and you just don't know what to do it's 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 heart soul driven tears yes. um yes. and all I would get back is like I haven't got time for this emotional word again s-h-i-t um, <laughs> you can say it <laughs> there's a, oh I haven't got time for this emotional shit um I was meeting at 10 o'clock another one at two and another one at four basically it was a shutdown so you soon realize for somebody that I believe lack self-worth in the first place. That would be, I'm speaking on my behalf, but I believe we haven't had the love and care and attention and needs met as a child, that then all they're doing is, is um, opening that wound and making it so much worse. So for somebody that didn't feel confident about themselves anyway, hearing this constantly day in, day out, however subtle, however loud, it suddenly goes into your mind and you do start believing it. And, and, you know, I had no worth last year. I had no worth at all. You know, I didn't know who I was. And that's why She Sparkles is like such an important project for me. Yeah. That just brought some stuff back for me saying that. Cause it was like, you're, you're not a good daughter. You're not a good partner. You're not a good mother. You um, your breasts are too small. I can't marry somebody with, with small breasts. So will you get implants? Um, you know, you put on weight, you dress like an old lady. I mean, all that came back 
saying that, um, you'll never be successful. You're going to end up pregnant at 15. Um, you know, and those aren't just coming from husbands. Those are coming from Mm -hmm. other men in my life as well. So, um, yeah, I just hear that. Um, yeah, it just, so even I've been out of my abusive relationships for years and you talk about heal, like that still triggers when, when I have these discussions, um, it still triggers and brings things up, but I also know that I've worked through it and I am, I love myself and I'm good with myself. And so it doesn't matter what they said or what they, what they did because I've healed from that, but it's still, it's that PTSD that I come from that I still have. And it still brings up some triggers, but acknowledge that you know we we can't recognize all of our triggers it's just not possible and you know so healing is a is a long journey because there'll be things that you know you think oh you've got it all sorted over here and then like you say somebody says something in a slightly different way or something that you haven't thought of it's just again accepting and that was part of my journey that I really enjoyed is I was resisting every emotion every bad feeling I shouldn't be angry I shouldn't be upset I shouldn't be cross I shouldn't be sad and I just didn't allow myself to breathe and now when when those emotions come in whatever whether positive or negative I literally open my arms and physically do this I open my arms and I, I welcome this feeling breathe into that and then I work out okay what is that about why are we having this why am I having this 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 feeling what do I need to do about it what do I need to do for you little girl inside <laughs> yes make yes. you feel better and yeah. um, so you know I'm not surprised that you still have triggers and I'm not expecting you know 10 years on when I'm celebrating my 60th birthday <laughs> please don't still be surfacing because at 50 I know I've had a lot of stuff that I haven't mm-hmm. dealt with you know so it's only natural yeah So let's, I'm so excited about this next question and getting into She Sparkles. So in the book, you discuss having spent months and months trawling the internet for information and came to realize that there was no one place for ladies to go to in the UK to get help. I think you're from the UK, right? I have that correct. Okay. Um, To go to the UK to get help, support and guidance at a time when they needed it the most, which was the inspiration for creating She Sparkles. So let's discuss your vision for for she sparkles. I am so excited for this too. Um, and I'm really grateful, Chris, for you to, to invite me to do this because I really do think this is going to change one, the stigma of domestic abuse, but also just giving that lifeline that we're all looking for. You know, everybody that read my chapter in the book, you know, that, that commented me to me directly, and even actually some put testimonials on my website because they were like, if this had been available when they were going through what they were going through, they would have really appreciated it. So my vision is huge for She Sparkles. Um, I want to help as many women as I can uh, from recognizing the red flags to acknowledging your, your and trusting your intuition to finding everything in a one place and and this vision for she sparkles excites me because the big dream when we talked about our dancing dreams the big dream for this business for me is to actually have the reality so the virtual not have a virtual online I want to have an actual home that people can come to and complete the program so that's the the big the big vision and the reason why the home is important because I want people to have a a home that's safe. We haven't had safe environments and I want them to have a home that's safe. So I want them online to feel safe. I want them visual, you know, actually when, when that comes to fruition, but every single room will have a different purpose because, 
you know, whatever our reason is for, for needing help, we might need financial assistance, we might need um, physical, you know, I don't know, psychological support, like a therapist might be searching a therapist. It's, it's sharing everything about my journey that I, all the parts that I had to take to complete my healing and get to where I am today um, and be a much stronger person with boundaries but in each room so for example on the ground floor you you would come into the entrance hall and so one of my programs is there's 12 steps to freedom here to empower you you come into the entrance hall and that first one is just an introduction a warm welcome to the home then you can go into various rooms and that each room serves a different purpose so for example you might go to the gym but you're not doing a physical workout that's for another time the gym is workbooks and exercises to help you on your healing journey you might go to the well-being suite which is where you do self-love self self-esteem exercises there's an inspirational suite where I want to introduce retreats so that we can be together women together anywhere in the world um, to actually do some some healing together um, in beautiful destinations and I want to do happy events everything will be positive only I want to be sparkly I want everyone else to be sparkly and have this vision of the events being literally one of my morning regimes and I had to do so much work on myself to get my mind trained out of the negative spiraling spin that it was put into um, and get back to being positive I literally and I still do this to the day and I've done it every day since September when I started this ritual I get in the shower in the morning excuse the, the, the vision of that <laughs> I literally put on Taylor Swift who I know you'll know very well and her song Shake It Off every single morning I mean it started where I was shaking off my partner and all the negativity that I carried with him so every single day I would shake it off but now I just shake off whatever energy I wake up with that doesn't feel right so that's my first song then I do walking on sunshine to lift my spirits and also rise up because I want women to rise and so I've just introduced you know into my into she sparkles all these little things that I did that are my own kind of little things they didn't exist that I've just created that have helped tap into little anchors into my day that really do then get control of that mind and, and help you start to believe that actually you're worth a lot more than you realize you're capable of so much more than you realize and she sparkles I just want everybody to to refine their sparkle and and you know it, it it's a lot of who I am you know people have said to me and the reason why I named it that is because people say you just need this sparkle everywhere you go and that was how I was before I got into all of this damage and you know now I want to make sure that that other people kind of come on that journey and I just want to sprinkle sparkle everywhere <laughs> literally I love that I went on your website the other day um to get ready for this for our conversation and I love the concept of the house. You've already got a drawing of the concept of the house on your website and it's a beautiful. Um, it's like a Georgian home. Yeah, like I was trying to like, yes, exactly. Thank you. Um, looks like, and then you go in and you actually have like the floor plan of each room and stuff. And, and so it was very visually people could understand it. And then obviously they can go in and read more about what each room is going to, to entail. And I love that. And so you're definitely will, um, music room like if you're <laughs> not showers where we're all singing but definitely have you know music going so yeah we could have live zooms in the shower no? <laughs> yeah. but I mean I think, I, even I, the library that I don't know if you saw the library and I'm going to be introducing the re I want people to join me from the start of this journey so she sparkles is in its early days and the reason is because I want 
to through my Instagram and the program, you know, the, the platforms that I'm on, I want people to come on this journey. So here's this room and I introduce that room and, and let them build that up together. But the library is most important for me to get launched first and foremost, because two life-saving actions for me and um, that I didn't know existed was an occupation order and a non-molestation order. And I was granted both of those things. So I, I had an occupation order where me and my children were 19 weeks on mattresses at my sister's house um, because we'd left the family home. The court moved us back in and him out. So that gave us a privilege of being back in our own home for a while, which was a blessing, a really wonderful blessing. I wouldn't, I didn't have really the courage at that time. I was thinking, oh my goodness, this is just gonna cause more hassle. Shall I just hide away? And you know, I'm glad I didn't. It's been the, the you know, that little strength showed him that actually I've got some strength and courage to stand up now. Um, and then the non-molestation order, um, I was granted an undertaking, as it's called, and it gives you 12 months of no contact um, and 100 meter protection. And, and what's lovely about that, and my therapist, I have to tell you this, it's quite funny. So I'm telling my therapist, I was like, oh, my goodness, I've been granted this um, undertaking. And, and, you know, that means he's not allowed to contact me for 12 months, which, you know, and not coming with un within 100 metres of the home. And she's like, lovely. I said, but I, I had to accept that I would take a cross undertaking on that basis, that I wouldn't contact him for 12 months either. And uh, she's like, so you're telling me and she talked to me like this. She said, so you're telling me you are not able to contact him for 12 months bloody marvelous and she literally <laughs> was jumping up and down because one of the things we do I did I can't talk for everybody but I think I probably can keep going back you keep thinking there's going to be another change another opportunity and there isn't and I kept going back and we had couples counseling please don't do couples counseling because you become the bully and everything just gets projected onto you it's yes. not the, the, the right place to be but um yeah it was just those two things and these this is what I want the platform to do I just want sorry my door's just gone I do apologize everybody <laughs> I don't know what to do about that um but yeah I think um you know just to I don't know what to do about the door I'm so sorry because we're obviously recording I've got somebody coming to the house to collect something um but yeah just to you know I want everyone to be able to to be able to get access to things there are resources so when I say I was trawling the internet there's something everywhere out there there's loads of information but it's all over the place and you spend so much of your time kind of just trawling trying to find it and I want it all to be in one place and when I say taking the focus off them I spent too much time looking back reflecting on the um on how what was he doing and why did he treat me that way? And what's, you know, why, why did I end up in that relationship? And I just was spending months looking at still that instead of putting focus. And I want She Sparkles to be no mention. I don't care what's happened. Of course I care. I, you know, we'll have conversations about it, but when you get onto that platform and you're taking the programs and getting involved in the programs, I want it to be all about the future and you. And that's where I'm putting the focus back on you is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that. And so we'll definitely have to keep in conversation because you can build a house in the US like that too. So <laughs> maybe you could do the, uh, the US. Absolutely. Yeah. That's also we keep talking. Mine has a vision of a horse ranch and horses on there. So we'll have to re-design uh, the house. You but yes. You want the retreats, didn't you? Absolutely. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, um, 
that's for a whole nother podcast we could probably talk about. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today and using your voice to discuss domestic violence. It has been a wonderful conversation and I definitely feel your sparkle as we talk and we've had some, I wish you guys could see her on camera because she is sparkling and she's just got the biggest smile and <laughs> some such great energy. So if you would like to, um, find out more about She Sparkles, you can go to Joanne's website at uh, www.shesparkles.co.uk. You can follow her on Instagram at joanne.holman, which is J-O-H-A-N-N-E.Holman, H-O-L-M-A-N. Or you can email, email her at hello at shesparkles.co.uk. Thank you so much, Chris. And, and for anybody out there, if I may say a little closing message, um, you know, I think it's amazing what you're doing, Chris, and, and, you know, approaching this subject. And I just want people not to be so afraid to speak out to, you know, it, when you start reaching out, you'll, you'll, you'll soon know that there, it's far more common than, you know, you, you probably realize people are waiting to hear that, you know, you know, that they could see what was going on, but, you know, and I don't want anyone to beat themselves up about things because, you know, to get harsh on themselves, it's not the right word to use, but to be harsh on themselves, because if you've been back, that's okay. It's all part of the journey, but one day, one day, and Chris and I are going to be celebrating this day with you, you will know you will just know that's it. It's time. And you'll have something inside of you and all of that strength that you'll need to move on. And I'm, and I'm praying more than anything for that day for you. Well, you just ended this on such exactly how you wrote in your book, um, your words, comfort, inspire, empower you. I mean, thank you for leaving us with, with those words at the end of this podcast. Thank you so much. A pleasure, Chris. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Live in the Visions. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a review to help me educate, empower, and help women envision a life without abuse. Education is key to breaking the cycle. If you or anyone you know is being abused, please reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline for support at 1-800-799-7233.